0: To the Life Debt Podcast, episode 23. I'm your host, Johnny Orme, and today we've got stuff on the blog. We've got some Cassian Andor news, we've got a Resistance review, we've got some Collection Corner, and we've lost a legend, unfortunately. So let's get into all of that, but first, let's do some business in the business this week. You can visit the blog at www.MyStarWarsLifeDebt.tk You can find us on Facebook. Just search for My Star Wars life Debt, and you can join the group. You can follow me on Twitter at bloodyorm, B-L-O-O-D-Y-O-R-M-E You can visit us at our Patreon uh, site www.patreon.com uh, forward slash and you can email the podcast and the blog at lifedebtpodcast.com at outlook.com um so there we go for the business this week and let's get talking about what's on the blog coming up coming up on the blog over the next 7 days we've got on Friday my final review of uh, Chuck Wendig's Aftermath Trilogy with uh, Star Wars Empire's End um spoilers really enjoy the book um really you know it's a really great tie up to uh wendig's trilogy it's uh, full of easter eggs of course um full of action and political intrigue um and we finally you know it gives us you know a, a detailed account of the battle of Jakku. so um yes definitely worth the read uh both the book and of course the blog post so you can check that out on friday and next Monday, uh, we've got the second part of my limited Battlefront 2 series. Uh, our n- the next post for that is Monday, like I said, and that's Battlefront 2 Mission 1, the Battle of Endor. Uh, so I'll be kind of talking the story points of that level, uh, give, out, give out Easter eggs and my thoughts on the uh, story arc of the game. Um, So yeah, that's it for the blog and of course this time next week we'll have a brand new episode of the podcast just for you guys. So, there we go for what's coming up on the blog, so let's get into some news. So, in the news uh, last Thursday, Bob Iger, uh, the head of Disney, did um, one of his conference calls with shareholders. Um, Normally these things have... uh, A little bit of news, breaking news, Um, and this time around it was just the same. Uh, It was announced, firstly, that the Disney streaming service that's coming next year is going to be called Disney Plus. So that's where we'll be finding uh, The Clone Wars Season 7, The Mandalorian, and the, uh, as of Thursday, announced Cassian Andor prequel series uh featuring starring Diego Luna as Cassian Andor from Rogue One um there's a lot of speculation that other than that there were no more details added um so there's been a lot of speculation about which characters will could pop up which what characters do we want to see uh, a lot of people are going are saying that they would love to see like uh, Emphis Nest, or Guerrera and of course, K two S O. Now, out of those, the only one who I really think will be showing up is K two S O. Hopefully, at some point. Um, but you know, everyone you know, people are saying, "Oh, we want to see everything. We want to see Sorra. We want to see like the beginnings of the rebellion." Uh, by, but I think by the time that um, Cassian is involved, the rebellion is happening. Um, so I get the feeling that this will probably be taking place near kind of the timeline of Rebels, maybe, so there are Rebel cells around, he's, you know, he's he's a fulcrum agent, so he's probably uh, hiring, or kind of getting more, um, more Rebels, Rebel cells, uh, to kind of work together, um, but I kind of think that, um, perhaps, we'd like, I'd like to see more characters who we've seen in Rogue One, like, not not like gin or anything like that. I would like to see um, some of the background characters from the Battle of Scarif, so Pow, and though, though you know the the commandos that go to Scarif, who were who were other like agents for the for the rebellion, uh, are like Cassian, who you know they they were fulcrum agents, they were assassins, they were spies, you know. Doing these kind of missions, and I'd like to see some of those guys as opposed to just seeing the fat like the fan favorites or like the really obvious characters so yeah that's that's kind of my thoughts on a on the potential cassian well the potential ideas for the cassian and or t v series um uh last week it was, i think it was tail end of last week it was after the last episode of resistance um it came out that uh some not really news, I wouldn't say it was news, but kind of like an idea of the time frame for the resistance t v series um It's been long rumored that it takes place six that the the episodes that we're seeing now take place roughly six months before force awakens and that's been confirmed in a one of the behind scenes videos, and they've also uh it's also been said that the storyline of Resistance, now I don't know, I'm not sure if this is just, if this is season 1 or the overall series, kind of like season one, two, three will kind of coincide with the timeline of um, The Force Awakens and The Last Jedi. Now I think that's a really good idea, so we get to see, like, kind of the bigger picture of the Hosnian Prime uh, destruction. Um, Kaz's Kaz is from uh, Hosnian Prime and um, his dad is a senator on, who would obviously be on Hosnian Prime as well. So there's a lot there for Kaz, you know, there's a lot of character, the character arc of Kaz could really kind of build up to that. He'll be like the only, he'd probably be one of the very few survivors from... Like who you know, because he was a pilot for the New Republic, so he's probably going to be like one of the very few survivors of the New Republic regime, um, which I think will be very interesting. Um, and of course, he loses family in the uh, in that as well. So I think you know we could see a lot of good stuff coming from Kaz. Now I think po- quite possibly the season season one finale will probably be. Um, the Hosnian Prime incident, and I think season two will be kind of, we'll get to see f- um, post Force Awakens, Last Jedi, kind of things like like that kind of time period, um, which would hopefully give us a chance. Because by the time season um, I me mean season two could actually, if you think season two starts, would be starting roughly October in um, twenty nineteen. So, maybe the first half of the season, we'll get that. or the first, I mean, we're on episode six now. Episode six came out this past weekend. Um, six more weeks till Christmas. So, we'll probably get about ten episodes, maybe, because sometimes with these things, they have, like, a week off. Um, so, maybe we'll get about ten episodes before episode nine comes out. So, we could be getting, like, some little hints as to the state of things post last Jedi from that to kind of build us up and lead us in to uh, see into whatever episode nine will be. Um, But I think the Hosnian prime incident should kind of be the tail end of this season should bet probably it'd be good to be the season finale or, you know, if they pull a game of Thrones where like all the major stuff happens in like the episode before, like, the penultimate episode. So maybe like have like a two, three parter where like Hosnian Prime happens um say like episode twenty, twenty one, and episode twenty two is like kind of like the fallout. And I think that would be quite interesting, kind of like as, you know, all of the members of the resistance because from... I mean at the end of um the end of Force Awakens we we know that they kind of that Leia puts a call out to get the rebel to kind of get rebel uh, more resistance, um, the more resistance pilots, uh, like more resistance factions together, um, as we found out, kind of like in the in the material, like the outside material for uh, episode eight, where like characters like Snap Wexley and Jess Parver have gone off to, you know kind of recruit and you know bring more uh, resistance uh together um so that'll probably be kind of beginning of season two i would think but hey um I, i'm not paid to uh i don't get paid to write these things i just uh talk about them um so we will see what happens as resistance continues um But yes, I think that's a very interesting uh, kind of time frame and very interesting thing for them to do uh, with one of the animated series. So yes, that's it for the news. So uh, hang on and we'll get into the Resistance review of the latest episode, Episode 6, The Signal from Sector 6. So, in this uh, in the latest episode of Resistance, uh, episode 6, Signal from Sector 6, um, the storyline was uh, the, the blurb said, uh, When out on a routine uh, training exercise, a distress signal sends Kaz and Poe to a damaged ship with strange life forms aboard. Uh, so, the episode starts uh, with the team asleep, Um Yeager and Bucket wake up Kaz and tell him that he's got to go on a salvaging job. So, Yeager takes uh, Kaz and Bibi out on a shuttle. Kaz falls back to sleep because he's incredibly tired. And when he finally wakes up, he sees some X-wings, and Poe is piloting one. Poe wants to talk to Kaz about his mission, and they have to go off-world. So he brought um, he brought uh, Kaz an X-wing. Poe, um, so in uh, in in the um, in the X-wing that Kaz is about to get into is a, a ball droid, much like a BB-8, called CB-23. Um, Poe Kit tells her to keep the ship steady whilst BB-8 pushes Kaz out of the shoal. He lands in the cockpit, um, and CB-23 tells him uh, very quickly that uh, she prefers to fly with Poe. Um, Poe is incredibly happy to see BB-8. Um, they go off world and they discuss Dozer and the First Order from the last couple of episodes. Um, Ka- uh, Poe basically tells Kaz that he's done a really good job, but he needs to keep you know, keep his eye out and you know keep his just try and find out as much as he can. Um, once they've kind of gone talked about the business, uh, they go flying into an asteroid field, and Poe shows Kaz. I can speak. Poe shows Kaz some moves um, in his X-wing, and Kaz tries to copy them, and manages to clip the asteroids a few times as he's attempting this maneuver. Uh, a distress signal comes through, and Poe says that they should investigate, and they find a freighter that had been attacked by pirates. Um one of the pirate ships has been destroyed and another one has been docked onto the um onto the freighter and they can sense several life signs. <clears throat> so they bought the ship and find out that they were transporting live creatures. Uh, CB23 takes the lead. Um BB8 gets a little bit you know, BB8 and C B twenty three get a little um get a little sassy with each other, and it turns out Poe the C B twenty three has been loaned to Poe by the Resistance um, whilst BB-8 is working with Kaz. Um, and they managed to find a couple of pirates, but the pirates are quickly devoured by something big. Now Kaz, um, one of the Easter eggs in the episode, Kaz goes, what do you think it is? And Pyro turns around and says, oh, it could be Raat could be a Gundark, could be a Reek. Uh, so all these creatures that we've seen in previous Star Wars, um, Star Wars stuff. And... Um, and as they're going through the ship, they keep hearing noises and seeing, like, kind of shadows moving. It turns out it's, um, Koaki and monkey lizards. Uh, one attacks them, Poe scares it off. Uh, BB-8 locates a possible human life form, but they're attacked by more of the monkey lizards, uh, which leads to one of the, one of the best lines in the episode with Poe, uh, turning around going, I hate monkeys. I hate them so much. Um... I love the line. I love that Oscar Isaac's delivery of it. Uh, I just, you know, it was like, and it's kind of one of those things you don't expect to hear in Star Wars, and yet it's very. It, it, you may not think that you're going to hear them talking about f- hating monkeys in Star Wars, yet it feels like a line that should be in Star Wars. So, like, it's one of those ones where, I know people, some people don't like the way Poe's written with his humour, but I really do, and I just think it really fits in with his character. That those kind of offbeat um, kind of quips um, much like his uh, his prank call to Hux in Last Jedi and the whole um, who talks first, do you talk first, do I talk first, it's hard to you know, understand you with the pointing to Kylo Ren's mask um, from Force Awakens. So yes, uh, Poe is just on point. Um, Kaz gets separated from Poe as two monkey lizards are attacking BB-8 and CB-23. Uh, when Kaz finds and the lizards go for him, as the droids have a bit of a moment, um, you know, you kind of get a a, a thought of like them, an idea of Wall-E with um, the the two robots kind of falling for each other, which is insanely cute. Um, and you know, hey BB Eight, get some love. I think BB Eight deserves some love that isn't just from Poe and um, Cat. <coughs> Poe comes back, and the monkey lizards are scared off again. They resume their search. And find a container carrying a humanoid female, but as they try to leave, they are attacked by a giant Kowakian monkey lizard, and this thing looks like a kwa- a monkey lizard and a gundark got together and had like the most obscenely gross baby that grew up into a giant it's like the incredible hulk of, uh, the incredible hulk of Kowakian monkey lizards, like Salacious crumb steroids um which is hilarious um and terrifying because that thing looks scary. Um, it chases them all through the ship, uh, with Ka- whilst Kaz is carrying the uh, unconscious woman. Um, Poe distracts it, um, which allows Kaz and the droids to get away. Um, they manage to finally reach the ships, just in time, and escape, only to be attacked by pirates. Um, they manage to engage the pirates. Kaz blows one of them up, using the trick that Poe showed him earlier. Very typical of the other of kind of the, the Saturday morning cartoon. Hey, look, I can't do this trick, I can't do this trick. When I really need to, I can do the trick. Um, but one of the other pirate ships escapes. Uh, they meet back up with Jaeger, who isn't too keen on another stray uh, coming in. Um, Poe says that his goodbyes to Captain BBA and CB, CB-23 waves goodbye to BBA as the uh, X-Wing flies away. Again, kind of cute. Um, the survivor wakes up. And punches Kaz, um, but when he kind of gets her to calm down a bit, he introduces himself, and she introduces herself as Sonara. Um, she explains that she was a, that she was there during the pirate raid, and the giant monkey beast attacked, and she hid. Um, Kaz says that you know him and Yeager were more than happy to help her out. Kaz, Yeager uh, from the cockpit goes, oh no, I didn't." Um, quite funny again, like. I'm love. I'm really enjoying the humor in in Resistance. It's good humor. Um, not a lot of Niku in this episode, so I didn't get as many laughs out. But it's okay. It's okay. We can't always have, uh, can't always get, tons of Niku in our lives. Um, but anyway, uh, when they arrive at the Colossus, Kaz registers Sonara, but then she just walks into a room and ditches him because she wants to be alone. And it turns out she is a member of the pirate crew that attacked the. Colossus during the Triple Dark, who in turn work for the First Order. So we definitely know that she is going to be trouble for Kaz in the future. Um, Easter eggs, like I said earlier, the Rath Tar, Gundark, and Reek line from Poe Dameron, Um and Kwaki Monkey Lizards, so we're getting a bit more of um a bit more salacious crumb. Well not so, not exactly Salacious Crumb, but we're getting more of that species. Um they also there's one that also shows up in the Adventures of Wild Space um book series for kids. Um and it turns out, as I as I kinda caught this during the credits, that the Kowakian monkey lizards in the episode were voiced by Dave Filoni. Um, his top notch voice work, you know, really shining through. Uh you would never have known, much like no one knew that uh, he voiced Chopper during Rebels. Um but it was really cool to find out that Chopper was played by Filoni uh, when in the Rebels uh, finale. Um but anyway, we're talking about resistance, not rebels. Um so yes, so <laughs> Filoni voices, Kawaki Monka Lizards. There weren't many more Easter eggs um in the uh in the episode. Um but, you know, it, it's not you know, we're not tuning into a resistance for like Hundreds of Easter eggs shining through, but any Easter eggs that we get are very, uh, you know, very on point, uh, not seemingly thrown in. Uh, I mean, if he'd have, if Poe had turned around and gone, could be a Rikakley and an Exu, or an Exu, you know, from which would be like, oh, you're just happening to mention all of the eight, all of the monsters from um, Tackle the Clones, it would be a bit much, um, so. And, you know, it's not like he could have said anything like he couldn't be like an OPC killer or a colo clawfish because, you know, they're in a ship and not full of water. Um, so, yeah, it was very on point. Um, and actually, just thinking about it, that's from like, th- I mean, we've got three different eras there um, out of four. So, you've got the Wrath Tar from the sequel trilogy, Gundarks that have been mentioned in. Um, in the original trilogy, and we saw Gundarks in uh, the Clone Wars, and of course the Reek, which was from Attack of the Clones prequels, so that's like a prequel monster, so, you know, there's a monster in there for everyone. Um, Things I love about this episode, more Poe. I love Poe, I love the fact that Oscar Isaac comes back um, to do the voice, Uh, you know, I I really think it means, it, it it adds a lot more than just getting someone who vaguely sounds like oscar isaac to play poe um and i think this is a case for all of the um all of like the main stars you know like kind of like the the lead characters um so re- i mean so far poe and um phasma i think it's really good that we're getting the original cast members to voice them um it just means a lot more and you know if you were going to get someone who vaguely sounds like Oscar Isaac or vaguely sounds like um Gwendolyn Christie then it'll take people out of it um i mean you know we, it was different back in the in like the mid 2000s when clone wars was coming out because you wouldn't you know they couldn't get Hayden Christensen they wouldn't get a Natalie Portman they wouldn't get Ewan McGregor in to um voice uh to voice their characters in the Clone Wars animated series. You know, I mean, I think for the film, they you know, they were able to put a bit more money into it to get Christopher Lee and Samuel Jackson to do uh, Dooku and uh, Mace Windu, respectively. Um, but, you know, to do all the TV, to do the full series, that was never going to happen. So, you know, and, you know, the voice... Ewan McGregor doing the voice of Obi-Wan Kenobi in... The Clone Wars. I don't think it would work because James Arnold Taylor really embodies that era of Obi Wan Kenobi. I'm not saying that Ewan McGregor would do a bad job, but that's the that's the that's the Obi Wan Kenobi we we know and we love from the Clone Wars. Um, much like Matt Lanter as Anakin Skywalker, I think, you know, through Matt Lanter we see a very different side to Anakin than the one, the than what we see in the films. Now. The way I kind of look at it is... You know, we're looking at two very... Two very Well, three very different times of Anakin's life. Um, Going from, like, Attack of the Clones... You know, in Attack of the Clones... Like, he's very... He's going through a lot emotionally. um, And people talk about him being whiny. And, yeah, he comes across as whiny. But he's 18. You know, he's... He's scared about his mum... He's been thrown onto a mission where he's basically having to live with the woman of his dreams, quite literally. Um, you know, and his people, and and then his mom dies, and you know he's told to do one thing by one by Mace Windu. He's meant to, he's told to like stay put, but Padme kind of tricks him into, you know, she says, "Well, your job is to look after me, and I'm going to go help Obi Wan." You know, so he kinda gets tricked by Padme a little bit to kind of jump into the fight. Um and then in like Revenge of the Sith, you know, we we're at the culmination of his time as a Jedi. You know, and every all these things are happening to him where he's he's finding out that his wife is pregnant. He's also having visions of her dying. Uh so he's kind of thrown off by that. And, you know, everything we see him go through in the Clone Wars, like they really plant the seeds of of Anakin's kind of um, disdain of the Jedi Order. And they plant those throughout the series to really build it up to the point where, you know, when he's finally, when it's like the final straw um, with the Jedi Council making him kind of be a double agent with the Chancellor and kind of he feels uh, insulted by them you know and it really kind of is like it's like the icing on the cake really I think um, so like and then during the Clone Wars like Anakin's in his element you know he's he gets to be the hero like he's he, he as a kid he heard all the stories of the Jedi being these heroes he finally gets to do that and you know he finally gets to be the Jedi that he always kind of wanted to be and again, that's that's down to him being um, older, him hearing stories of the Jedi. Um, so, you know, having a different voice, having a kind of a more, I will not say, you know, a better voice of Anakin, but it was a voice that really resonated with Anakin at that time in his life. Um, and, well, Natalie Portman, who, she was never going to do the Unmade Series. Come on, who are we kidding? Um, so yes, to basically go back to my point, I think it's good that we. I think it's great that we get Oscar Isaac doing Poe. <laughs> um, the series itself, it's now it's found its momentum and it's really picked up the pace. Um, you know, it's it's really kind of just steamrolling, and you know, we're getting really good stories now. You know, we don't have, we're not. Get, or, We've done the introdu- introductions of the characters. Now we can just tell the story. You know, we know who the main players are now. Um, you know, we, we'll have to have some introductions to some of the um, the rest of the Flying Aces. Um, but right now, I don't think... You know, they're not lead characters, and I, I think they may become more important as the series goes on, but right now, they're not. Uh, so... Um, so, you know, we've we we know our team, um and we know our villains. Uh think you know, we've we've got there with it now. So now it's just story. And they're doing a really so far they're doing a really good job. Um and long may it continue. So yeah, that's it for um for resistance. Um so I'll be back in a second with uh the collection corner. so once again um this over the last well this morning uh well not this morning well this morning i got an email from amazon saying that uh, basically giving me a list of uh, star wars lego um and the prices now amazon uh, uk have done a few price drops on the star wars lego um and one that co- I mean a couple of them caught my eye, but I didn't want to push my luck. Um so uh when I got a chance, I messaged my wife. And um tomorrow, courtesy of Amazon Prime, I will be getting Anakin's Jedi Starfighter Lego set um reduced from twenty five quid to just over eighteen quid, uh, which I think is a good deal. Um that's arriving so that's arriving tomorrow. So uh tomorrow night I'm gonna be doing some building of Lego and I'm really looking forward to it. Uh it's gonna be my first well no, my i lie, my second Anakin figure, uh, but my first proper Anakin figure, seeing as my uh, uh current Anakin figure I have is his dismembered and mutilated body from the Vader transformation scene. Um so yeah, as so I'm very much looking forward to that. Originally, I wasn't really keen on it. I was like, I don't really want to do many like many prequel sets. Uh, I kind of focused more on sequel trilogy and original trilogy slash Rogue One sets. Uh, I did get the duel from Nabu, duel Nabu and Vader's transformation because um, you know I really liked the uh, the minifigures from those and. I really like the little scene sets. I, I find them really fun, really nice, fun builds, and you get some really good minifigures with them. Um, but yeah, so it, you know, I wasn't massively keen on it, and I saw it in a shop, um, and you know, I had a look at it. And I was like, actually, I could, I like the look of that, and you get a feel for it when you pick it up. When you pick up the Lego boxes, you kind of get a feel of like kind of the the weight of the set, like the meat of the set. And you know it had a, it's a nice it feels it felt quite hefty for the price and the size so I was like eh, I might get that one day put it on my Amazon wishlist, and you know price massively dropped uh, the prices also dropped on the Enfys Nest uh, the Cloud Rider set to a very similar price which was really annoying seeing like I got that like a week and change ago um, at nearly kind of full price and. I'm like, come on, but hey, you know what, win some, lose some, uh, so I'll take that one as a loss, um, but, you know, the money that I would have probably, you know, the, the extra money that I would have spent on that one, essentially, um, has just gone into doing another set, so that's fine. So, um, yeah, that's it for the collection corner, uh, and I've got some pretty pretty horrible news to go on to in a minute, but... Um, yeah so i'll be back in a second um to talk about the passing of a legend so um a couple of hours ago um i happened to go on facebook and uh, saw a few posts which led me to uh go onto the uh, trusty google um and um yeah, it it was been reported that earlier to... Well, it was reported today uh, that uh, the comics legend Stan the Man Lee uh, passed away at the age of 95. Um, now, I know this isn't Star Wars, but uh, Stan Lee, his, um, his brilliance and, you know, the contributions he's made to comics in general kind of he's one of the most iconic uh people um in the geek world and he's um you know he he created a number of the greats um he created the x men he created spider man captain america iron man Daredevil, um the incredible hulk the the fantastic four the list goes on and on um him and jack herby uh basically just you know they created essentially the entire superhero genre um that our and ent- the entertainment in the world right now revolves around um and he he always comes across I mean everything you've ever seen him in when he's being when he's when he's not kind of hamming it up as a, in one of his cameos um you know he he's always come across as a really kind of nice genuine sweet uh, caring human being um you know he always has time for the fans or had time for the fans um his you know just everything about him just seems so nice and good um he was a true kind of uh he he really made comics fun he was the one you know he basically he he created the the notion that any comic book could be anyone's first so even if like you had your little backstory and they, they talk about like you know you get the editor's notes to look at certain issues and um you know you have like the blurb and, and beginning saying like the origin telling basically telling the origins of the characters and You know, things like little things like that really just kind of make you go, you know, this guy cared about the medium, this guy cared about the audience. And, you know, this is going back to, you know, the sixties, sixties, seventies, you know, when, you know, characters like Spider Man was first coming out. I mean, I couldn't tell you the exact dates or anything like that, but, you know, he every anyone who's seen a superhero movie. Uh, anyone who's seen a Marvel superhero movie, and I think I don't think there's a anyone in the world that hasn't seen at least one. You know, anyone anyone's seen him. He's they've seen him in one of his numerous cameos, which you know at times are like some of the best parts of the films. Um, I mean, I think for me, one of the icon the, an iconic Stanley moment is when he gets um, mistaken for Hugh Hefner the Iron Man film. You know that's just fun, you know, and you know the guy has a lot of fun doing it, and um, you know it's a real, it's a real loss for, I and mean, he, it's a, it's a loss for comic, comic fandom, as a whole. Cause he was a true champion of the genre and the medium, um, I and mean, he was ninety five. You know, he he's had a long, good, long life um and you know his legacy will continue to live on uh in the comics and on the films and on t v so um yeah, it was just it's like sort of one of those things i mean I don't read the comics as much anymore well i don't read i don't read comics really anymore um but i have you know i i was really into x men I was really into for a bit for a time spider-man you know it he he's and i I really enjoyed a lot of that i I, you know i've watched a lot of uh the marvel movies not just marvel you know the the marvel Studios stuff like i was a massive fan of the x-men films um of course not including the last stand um you know i really liked the spy the the raimi spider-man films um I think they drop the ball uh, a bit with three, but, you know, you take out some of the... It's like one of those ones where you can kind of watch it and go, oh, well, I'll just forget about these scenes. Um, but, you know, you always kind of sit there going, where's, where's Stanley going to show up next? Um, so he will be missed. He'll be very missed um, in in the geekdom. Um so yes, it's uh, not a fun day for us geeks today. Right, well, with uh, with that, um, gonna get into the uh, get into the outro business. So um, yeah, um, remember you can visit the blog at www.mystyleslifeday.tk. We're on Facebook. Just have a look for us. Uh, just search for My Star Wars Life Debt and you'll find the group. So come along and join us. Um, you can find me on Twitter. Um, I'm at Bloody or, Orme, um, You can uh, join the Patreon. Um, so if you go to patreon.com forward slash My Star Life Debt, you can join up there. We have one tier. Um, it's $1 tier. Uh, and that gets you all of the perks on Patreon. and um, so uh, that the there's no like extra tiers coming. Um, everything is staying at a one dollar limit. So, um, if you if you want to keep the blog and the podcast going, then please, 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 uh, sign up there. Anything, all contributions are greatly appreciated. Uh, you can email the show at, at com, and um, please rate and review the show on your podcatcher of choice. Um, all ratings and reviews kind of get more people to see, get more, get more people to see that there is this podcast, get more people to listen um, and that's what we want, more listeners, lots more listeners. And if you are um, a member of anchor.fm um either as a listener or a creator, you can find me on there. Uh, so you just search for My Styles Life Debt and you can leave us a voice message. So if you want to send a voice message, ask a question or leave a comment or anything like that, please, please, please do so. Um, I'll play it on the show and get some get some outside conversation going. Um, so yes, that's it for this week. Uh we be back next week. And... Um, in memory of Stan the Manly, Excelsior!